the Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Focus Radio Hour. We are available wherever podcasts are sold. And remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you are reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Become a member of the No Focus Radio Club at nofocusradio.com. There you can find exclusive content and merch. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can also find the rest of our shows at lightofmindmedia.com. Eric's back, everybody. Hey. 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 There we go. There we go. I can't be With you, you can't be true. <laughs> and I know just what I got to do. Woo. Gonna hit the ground running. 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 Running to the Christmas tree lane. Oh, Christmas oh, tree lane. Running. 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 Gonna go see some lights at Christmas tree lane. <laughs> Oh, Eric's back. Oh, hey. Good to have you back because when me and Max did that, it sounded it, sad. It was really <laughs> sad. Oh, it was my really. Gosh. I got to check that one out. I got to check it, it out. It was really depressing. Really? Wow. Well, first of all, we didn't sing the main part, so it was oh. just us going, <laughs> Run it! <laughs> this is yeah. the No Focus Radio Hour. It is the only radio hour made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, and for those who. You still use the iPhone 7 Plus in the Central hey, Valley. Hey, that's a great phone, man. I love that phone. I have that phone. Do you? Yes, right. Does that phone still have an iPhone jack? I mean, an earphone jack, right. headphone no, jack. No, it does not. It oh. was, no, that was the first year I think they got rid of the head. Ooh, they went yeah. to the yeah. six. Yeah, yeah no, the, the six. six is the classic. I had a regular seven. I had a seven. I don't, I don't even know if it was a pro back then, but they just did a plus, right? They yeah, did a seven and a yeah. seven plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a seven. I love it. Because they used to do the four and the 4S, the five and the 5S, but then they came up with the plus because it was like really big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, us. who do we have? Who's our cast of characters? Oh, yeah, we got a lot of us here. We have with us Mr. Marty Stupidasso. It's always a pleasure to be here. I'm so yes. glad that I'm just not sitting here with Max and his toxic masculinity. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. Last week, I, I was just, I was only wearing a dolphin shorts, like James Bond style. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was yeah. a banana nice. hammock gone wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. it was nice. Then we, then we lifted weights together. <laughs> I didn't guys, want to, but he made me. You guys hit the bag together. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, we, I'm still scarred. I know we don't, we, we like don't even have room in the in the uh, booth anymore. Podcasting booth. We have this big old boxing bag. That's right. Here. Like and fresh, me. fresh out of rehab, we have Eric the doorman. Hey Fresno, I'm actually uh, feeling a little overhydrated today. I don't know why. Too much water, I think. <laughs> overhydrated. Overhydrated. Well, you know that's a thing, right? Uh, you know that's a thing. That a- that is the thing. You know what? People are drinking so much damn water that they're diluting all their their body chemistry. How much all cups of water are we supposed to drink? Uh, I don't know. You're supposed to drink when you're thirsty. 
Okay. But, you know, the water industry, conspiracy uh, alert here, they want everybody to drink their water, so they're like, oh, you got to drink 50 bottles of water a day. Right. 64 ounces is what a man is supposed to drink. 64, supposedly. That's what they say. That's what they say. But 64 ounce beer. Yeah. How how did people survive back in the day, though? I, you know, like, okay, you're talking 50s and the 60s, people drank what? They had they coffee. They didn't drink water back then. No, they had coffee, yeah. and that was about all they drank. The they had day. coffee in the morning, yeah. right? Two cups of coffee. They probably had a bourbon at uh, yeah, when they came break. Home. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, uh, or when they came home. I was going to say. That was a martini, yeah. Oh, martini at break. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a cocktail at lunch, and then some and bourbon when they came home. Yeah. Yeah. And besides, you know, dying of what heart disease and stuff, I mean, yeah. they seemed okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were survived. See, I, I read that uh, 50. thirst is such a, a, a weak reflex that people confuse it with hunger. So they eat when they're thirsty. Oh, this is a thing I do. Ooh, that's interesting. I do this all the time. It's yeah. actually a thing that when I started to lose weight, I used to be really big, is that I started, whenever I was hungry, I would drink. And I realized mm. most of the time, actually, I was just kind of thirsty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you can overhydrate, though. That's a real thing, too. It's called drowning, right? Well, yeah, isn't it? Was it was a hydro, not hydrolysis? What is that thing? You, you know, that? that makes sense. You dilute. You need. That's why you need a Gatorade because you have. To well, no, get you'll, all you'll your, dilute um, the salts and the chemistry in your body. Right. right? Yeah, it's not good. So. That's but right. also, we have here with us yes. Johnny. Moving Nobs. on. That's right. I'm Johnny here. Johnny Knobs. You know they call me that, right? Yeah, uh, Johnny Knobs. You yeah. know, I was thinking about that uh, since I've been gone. I was well, like, you know, the whole time I was gone, I was like, you know. Why do they call that guy Johnny Knox? I'm keeping it. it I'm keeping it simple this time. They call me that because I control the volume. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We are actually we have a very special guest joining us today. Ooh, and I'm very excited to welcome him. Um, he is the author of a book called Casper, and actually he's joining us. Uh, we go to a quick break here. That way we can uh, make sure everything is working. And yeah. we'll be right back after a message from our sponsor. I'm going to go lift some weights over here. <laughs> Do I look big? <laughs> You're scaring me. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Max DeBoss. just wanted to tell you a little bit, a little bit about uh, one of our wonderful sponsors, um, acapella chocolate. Have you guys mm. heard of acapella chocolates? Yes. I've heard of acapella. I've eaten acapella. Yeah. I've, I've been, been all into acapella. acapella. I've been all into it. <laughs> so there's a cool thing about acapella chocolates. If you haven't had them before, they're um, a lot of fun stuff. You can check them out, acapellachocolates.com. Mm. Acapella chocolates are all natural, right? Yeah. They uh, No artificial colors or flavors are made. Not only here in the U.S., they're made here in Fresno, California. In Fresno? In Locally. the Fresno. So there's a chocolate factory in the In the Fresno? no. There is. There That's is. incredible. And, but here's the thing, though. Like, they're natural, but it's not that junky, gross chocolate. I mean, I'm talking chocolate like Irish cream mud pie. Oh, so mm. it's not gross chocolate like the chocolate we won't name Hershey's. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking <laughs> bourbon caramels with Whoa. vanilla yes. sea salt. Yes. Um, Strawberry mixed berry shortcake bar. We also just released uh, some of my new favorite items, the Naughty Grams. Mm. That's right. Mm. They're so good. They're naughty. They're naughty. Um, what's nice about the Naughty Grams are we have some fun flavors. We've got cookies and cream. And what these are, I've they're- tried it. Oh, 
nuts, and that's so Go good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, that, it's that crisp chocolate graham yeah. uh, twisted into a knot and dipped in real white chocolate. Well, th- this isn't like cookies and cream that you would get any other any place else. I mean, this is just flavorful. It's rich. Oh, it's it just so melts good. in your mouth. It's amazing. We, we have the churro. We got uh, devil's food. Oh, There's my gosh. So that many. One. My Who wife is addicted. My wife is addicted to devil's food. Oh, it's not a good one? Yeah, she like went through a whole bag. Oh. And she's she's so mad at you because she went through a whole bag like in one night. She's That's like, great. oh. Well, you know where she can Max. get more? Acapellachocolate.com. Oh, oh no, God. don't tell her That's that. Right. Don't and tell you know what, though? That. Here's a tip. I'm going to tell you, Eric. Yeah. Uh, when she goes to buy, just make sure it can save you a little bit of money. Okay. Um, don't tell everybody. This is top secret. All right. All right? I won't. I won't say you, it. Yeah, don't tell, tell, tell anybody. If she uses the coupon code NoFocusRadio, she yeah. can save 15%. Wow. Yeah. Oh, huge. There it is. Just no don't tell anybody, kidding. though. No All kidding. Right? Yep. Are, are, are they still doing pickups over there? Can you still get uh, it? If you... No pickups, actually. No pickups. Nope. So nope. it has to be shipped. Has now, what was shipped. the shipping? I know there was like a special, wasn't there? There is. If you hit a certain amount, you get free shipping. Wow. Really? Yeah, that's right. That I, is amazing. I actually forget exactly what it is, but if you do hit an amount... There's free shipping. It's on the website. It's on the yeah. website. You got to go. Ding, ding, it's so ding, ding. secret. You can't say it here. You got to go to the right. website. You got to go. You have to go to acapellachocolate.com yeah. to look it, it up. All right. Code. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, we we're back. back. <laughs> All right. We have a very special guest on. Um, I finally figured out what was. Actually, I didn't figure out what was going on, but we got his microphone to work. <laughs> uh, Mr. Abel Fletcher. How are you today, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing really well. Great, man. Great. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Hey, well, thanks for having me. You know, uh, marketing the book's been uh, a bit challenging, so uh, any any opportunity to talk about it's been really fantastic. So thank you for having me come on today. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been a pleasure. Um, so uh, for those of you who are who are listening, um, this book it's called Casper Suburban Scumbag. Is written by uh, Abel Fletcher, but you know he his nickname was, was Casper, so we're gonna call him Casper for the show. Um, and it's a really fun book, so I don't, I don't want to get too much into it. We'll let you kind of kick it off, then we'll tell you some of our uh, some of our favorite stories out of it. But um, yeah, so tell us a little <laughs> so, bit about uh, yeah. just kind of about uh, I guess let's start with the, the book, book, you yeah. everything, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, well, you know, uh, uh, COVID side hustle. <laughs> whatnot uh-huh. uh no um i i've been writing for years uh most of my life i've been told to shut up be quiet i was no good at writing actually you um, are so very good i read the book it's very good it's well written <laughs> oh thank you very much um so i i never really pursued it and then um uh you know i, I reconnected with my my high school sweetheart who's who's now my wife and we were talking and i actually wrote another book that i plan on publishing um in a year or so and she's like, you know, you're actually pretty good at this. You ever think about like pursuing it as a career? And I was like, well, you know, my entire life people told me, no, I shouldn't. So I started playing around with different ideas and uh, we were having dinner one night and I was just telling her one of the many stories that uh, I, I lived through. And she's like, you should write a book about that. <laughs> that is what you should be writing about. And uh, uh, four months later, I had the, the, the first draft done oh, wow. and I was looking mm. for editors. That's incredible, by the way. So in four months, yeah. Now you're talking, this was in 2020 when you wrote this book? Or Uh, was it before? Wow. Yeah, so let's see here. Um, Yeah, I 
I prefer to write science fiction. I like writing uh, science fiction stuff. And so okay. I was actually writing science fiction shorts and trying to get those uh, moving. Um, so it was probably, I want to say it was, uh, I want to say it was April or May when I, I shifted gears and I started writing um, Suburban Scumbag. Okay. Mm. And, um, you know, it, all these stories, honestly, I, I've been retelling since the time they <laughs> happened i mean at, at one point i i pursued being a stand-up comic yeah oh, wow. and uh, the jersey couch story itself that was really my story was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one actually originally was created to as a stand-up bit okay um so obviously transitioning from stand-up to uh to the written word there's uh, some changes and there's some things I got to clarify on that probably would have died on stage. But sure. uh, yeah, a lot of this stuff I've been telling at cocktail parties for years. So And so let me ask you this. Uh, are, are all the stories, are most of them based in truth or are a lot of them, uh, tell me, are a lot of them kind of like big fish stories or are they have they grown or in, over time? So there is a... there. There is a level of embellishment and there's of a course. level of, of marriage that has to happen. Of so, course, yeah. so, yeah. so first off, to tell the stories in, in, in their entirety, there would be too many cast of characters. <laughs> yes. mm, mm. Uh, I, I, a, lot of, a lot of people were, were combined. Like uh, McDouchebag himself is actually a <laughs> compilation of three different sure. uh, men that I knew. Ah, um, gotcha. Yeah. So there's stuff like that. Yeah. You, you cut people out. You, you had you had a person in in there that uh, you know is the nice filler for the person who originally was there. So there's a yeah. lot of that going on. Um, and then you've got to make things flow. And so, but for the most part, I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, I've reconnected with friends that were in the story. I reconnected with my friend Nemo, and I've I've touched bases with him. I, I've been hanging out with my friend who in the story is called Jim, um, who who gives me all kinds of shit for that name because he's an Asian American. He's like, what, why'd you, you call me the guy from the office? Why you call me the guy from the office? Um, but you know, I've talked to them and, and, and they've read the book and they're like, Oh yeah, no dude, that's exactly how I remember it. That's awesome. Oh wow. That's cool. Um, so there's a lot of, especially since I haven't talked to these guys in 20 years, there's a lot of vindication of, Oh, okay. Yeah. This, this is how I remember it. Sure. And so, um, yeah, uh, all of these stories are my stories. They're not friends' stories, right? Um, and it, it's as best as I can remember them. Well, now let's let's talk a little bit about that. Now, the book itself it kind of centers around uh, you growing up in Fresno, right? That, that's what the book is mainly about. You growing up in Fresno and the uh, misadventures and the uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'll let you explain some of those, but uh, but yeah, go ahead and, and kind of enlighten us a little bit on that. Well, yeah. First off, everything I write takes place in some capacity in fresno i uh I, I love our hometown yeah yeah um i mean growing up in our early 20s a lot of us were talking about oh i can't wait to leave i can't wait to leave <laughs> yeah um i think everybody said that at some point right you know <laughs> right um but uh yeah what was the question again <laughs> oh no just, just i mean it's kind of like the the premise of the book is fresno but it's you growing yeah. up here and 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 uh you know friendships and and other uh and hardships and all kinds of stuff right well, you know, it's, uh, what do they call it? Sowing your 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 oats, right? Your the oats, early yeah. youth, you go, you're going out there doing crazy stuff. And so the story itself is uh, me finding myself and finding my way in, uh, you know, in our in our hometown and in, in the turn of the millennium, and really kind of mm. uh, 
asking questions and not getting the right answers back. And mm. so pursuing bad decisions off of yeah. <laughs> bad yeah. information. Um, you know, it's like the first time I, you know, the, the first time I smoked pot, I, I, I talk about it and, you know, I was, I'm a kid who grew up in the dare program. So, um, looking at everyone who was smoking pot when I decided to start smoking pot, it didn't match up to what the dare program was teaching me. So <laughs> sure. well, the cool kids were smoking pot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. People were getting shit done. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, well this doesn't seem like none of these guys are locked in their closet with a, like a belt tied around their arms. So I don't understand what's really <laughs> going on here. Um, yeah. And, and so the, the naivety of that uh, uh, thought process, that decision led me down the road to like keep, pushing the envelope because you know when you're young and that's what you want to do you want to do crazy shit like jumping off a house or <laughs> you know snowboarding down the side of a hill um sure. higher than a kite uh so yeah the book is about the natural progression of making decisions while growing into a man and then eventually coming to the conclusions of these were all really bad ideas. Why, <laughs> why am I doing this? Yeah. I think, and, and why am I still alive? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 That's how actually still the number alive? one question I get is how are you still alive? Yeah. yeah. Like, and I, I, the only answer I got is I have no idea. What, what I, what I enjoy about, uh, kind of what, what you've said in your, in your book is, you know, my wife, pretty much most of her questions are how to me or how are you still alive? Um, I also had a, a a little bit of a misspent youth, some time in my life, just stupid things. The couch story to me, uh, I connected with that on just various levels. Now I didn't, so in the in the couch story, right? I'm just gonna I'll tell this very quickly. He's trying to get this massive couch up into a right. into an apartment, and it, it doesn't fit. So he hmm. ends up taking it all the way back down and sawing the legs off. His friend is a, uh, a fire chief and uh, ends up, they saw the legs off. They try to take it back up. Doesn't work. They're like putting a hole in the wall. Ah, he has an idea. Let's rip open the bottom of the couch and break the support beam. Right. Cause now the couch can yeah. bend in 90 yeah. degrees. <laughs> and they finally get it up there and it's a very uncomfortable couch. That's just, you know, his friends like, I'll get no you some, support. I'll get you right, some bricks right. to yeah, keep this yeah. thing up. Um, and I'm like, this is, I know this guy, like that was me. I'm yeah. pretty sure I've done yeah. this thing, you know, somewhat intoxicated. Like, like I have an idea guys. <laughs> so it was, and it was just very fun. Um, kind of reading through some of these. Um, so yeah, I, I connect, especially with the, the, um, how are you still alive? And my answer is always, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if I did, you, you I know, sell something. It, it's a progression, right? Like, I mean, look, I didn't start out smoking meth, right? I didn't, but by, I think a, a calculation was at, at the, at the peak of my meth use, I was, I was smoking about a hundred dollars worth of meth a day. Mm. And that's, that's a, that's a considerable, like to put things into spoke in, in, into, into perspective, $40 should last you four days. Okay. Wow, so I was gotcha. the magnitude of doing, you know, mm a hundred times uh, what a daily allotment was. Um, but I didn't start out that way, obviously. Uh, and, you know, I, I think there's a line in the book, um, because I, I do use this line a lot, where it's, you know, at one point I'm counting how many times I'm getting messed up in a year on one hand to how many days I'm sober in a year. Mm. And that's a that's a progression. You really got to work up to it. You know, just some calisthenics. You got to jog a little bit. 
you don't really go <laughs> for the full bench like right out of the gate. You got to build up that momentum. So the, the only thing is uh, endurance. <laughs> was, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the things I liked is how the book is written because if you lived in the valley for any amount of time, you really, he really, you really captured a sense of what the valley is like. Like I'm going to quote from the book: "The curse of living in an, I'm sorry, the curse of living in oven baked agland is everything is covered in a thin layer of dust every summer, <laughs> unless there's fire in the mountains and everything is covered in ash." Anyone who lives in the valley at all <laughs> could totally relate to that. Yeah, yeah. We, talk, we talk about that quite a bit around here. Yeah, right. and, and that's one thing I, I learned from you know just going over your book is, is you really capture what life in the valley is like. And that's what I really appreciate. It kind of reminded me of Soroyan. Well, I uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That's uh, that was uh, that was a goal from the, from the beginning to really catch the spirit of what that time in the valley was like, mm. um, you know, things change so fast, uh, uh, rose colored glasses and everything. But uh there, there does seem to be a recurring theme to just growing up in this valley that's consistent beyond the the normal changes of a decade. Um, you know, my kids are growing up in the in the valley here, and you know, there are days where everything's covered in ash, and there are days where everything's covered in dirt. <laughs> yeah. and, and when they're old enough that I allow them to read my book, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I want to be able to make that connection with them. Yeah, yeah I and, really and, like that. and also too, it's a kind of snapshot in time too, because like when you were talking about going and buying your first skateboard, it was like I remember that. I mean, I'd never been in there; I wasn't a skater, but I remember that skateboard shot shot by the Circuit City over there. You know, I was like, oh yeah, right, right, yeah. So that's kind of a snapshot of what the valley was back then too, in time. You know, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's funny is the the first time I wrote a I I wrote everything out. And I, I gave it to my wife to read. She's like, "Well, one of her one of her suggestions is go back in every place you write a cross street, remove the co- cross street, and just describe what that mm. area is." Yeah, that's genius. And, yeah. yeah. And her point was that you want the book to be able to be read in any town USA, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You want anyone to be able to pick it up and just and see it. And I, it was probably one of the best feedbacks I got because by doing that, I really was able to expand on what our environment was like back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've read stories about Fresno by other people and, and they do the cross streets and it's like, becomes monotonous and you're going, you know, why? But that's right. what I liked is you would describe what's there. And I go, Oh my God, I know that place. I know that store. Yeah. And that yeah, idea yeah. of making it work anywhere is really smart because you're right. If you, if you had said, uh, I, you know, the skateboard job off, you know, Blackstone and Barstow. Right. Right. Well, you know, even the guy in Sanger is going, what? Yeah, how is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, he, he he's going to have a, a a very different visceral, emotional experience. Yeah, from hearing those cross streets than if 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 I described well, it looked like this and it felt like that oh, because right. every town has a Sean Blackstone. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to say that there's <laughs> yeah. like Cir- Circuit City back then was all over the place. So I mean, you know, people <laughs> can relate to you know the malls or the the strip malls. A strip that Circuit, mall with, Circuit with a City was shop in. and a strip yeah, mall and yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. Like you're saying stickers covered the door. I was like, I could just envision it. You know, I just knew it. You know, and and that could be right. any any shop, any skateboard shop in any town. You know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's genius, yeah. Like, One thing like I Marty really said. enjoyed was also how you kind of brought in history into the book, you know, what was going on at the time and their places, because you were even talk about the Hmong people, who they are, where they came from, and how they're in the valley. And also you talked about like Sega video games and how you had one <laughs> and how they were easy to burn mm. the discs and stuff like that. Right. And I thought, and, you know, it just sparked memory within my head. I was going, oh, my God, I remember that. That was so cool. <laughs> So it's kind of like a little mini history lesson, too. It brings back nostalgia to people who've lived through it. Yeah, well, a couple of the, the, the memories that with the, the Sega specifically is uh, we, we just had friends giving at our house, and, and some of these friends came over, and we had cocktails, and and there was a little bit of a reminisce. It's like, oh, you remember this one night where you know we just played Dance Dance Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, like, 12 hours straight, and smoking dope and chasing it with uh, Mickey's 40 ounces and burning EDM music and just like for 12 hours straight, just dance, dance revolution. And just, and it's just like, yeah, didn't pay for anything. Nothing was, everything was now you just, just burn it. We got it. Right. (laughs) So, so you're, you're writing, you did science fiction. Let's talk a little bit about that. Did you write science fiction before this? You're kind of getting into science fiction. Is that, uh, a separate realm, of course, from this book. Um, but you said it's a passion of yours. Is that something you're uh, actively writing currently? Maybe a, a I second? am. I, I am. So, the, the the path of science fiction actually starts in my youth uh, with with uh, uh, Michael Crichton. So I was um, I was diagnosed dyslexic, mm-hmm. and uh, reading was difficult. And you know, I had older sisters, and books were in the house, and there would be books on cables, and I'd go and grab it, and like, oh no, no, you, know, you can't read that. Mm. Um, and then it was the summer of Jurassic Park mm. and one of my sisters had all of Michael Crichton's books and I was like, I, I want to read, I want to read this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the very first book I read cover to cover, which, um, I picked it cause it was the thinnest book <laughs> out of all of Michael Crichton's books was the Adronomous Strand. Oh, I was going to say, mm. I hope it was the Adronomous Strand. great book. Yeah. I read that. I love that book. Okay. Super science, super science fiction, very dense, very heavy. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was determined to enter, and I, and you know, my whole life I was told I couldn't read. I, I struggled with reading. Blah blah blah. I was, I had a determination. I was, I was like thirteen or fourteen at the time. And as soon as I broke through that wall, I went through all of Michael Crichton's books that summer. Wow. Oh wow, that's impressive. Jeez, wow. So. I, uh, the year before, he's illiterate. He can't read. The next year, I read his entire catalog. Um, once those floodgates opened up, that was my world. Right. Mm. And and I, I pursued it, even to being mocked um, by peers, because uh, a teenage boy in the 90s with a science fiction book in the middle of a high school campus is going to get mustard sprayed on him. Right. I know this because I had mustard sprayed on him. Um, so I had to keep that part uh, secret. And, and I mentioned in the book uh, during, um, during the recovery process, I had a friend, Dustin Hempel. He gave me that bag that had now him and his brother wanted to be writers. And so the, the bag was the collection of, what could be considered the top 10 greatest fantasy and science fiction writers of the 20th century. Um, and, you know, once you have a taste of filet mignon, you really don't want anything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. 
And so I am actively writing right now. Um, I've always, I've never really stopped. I just kind of kept things secret. Sure. So there's a, a short story that I've that I just finished up, um, and it's a murder mystery, and it's a bit of a thriller and a whodunit. And um, I've uh, I've been very fortunate that my my wife uh, is a remote employee who makes more than enough money to support the family, who is is just very very enthusiastic about the stuff that I write and gives mm. you good advice. She gives me yeah. great advice. Yeah, well, and support that's amazing too, right? I mean, to have that support too, you know. Yeah. No. Um, and coming from her too, she she logs all the books that she reads, and we have this wonderful library in our house. And at at one point, she burned through. I I want to say she did thirty books in forty days. Oh wow, mm. that's so impressive. she's she's an <laughs> yeah. avid reader. She's an avid consumer. She's, she's a voracious reading. reader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's been doing it since I, I she started heavily reading. I think she said is at nine. Um. And so she tells me things like, you're no worse than half the people I read. <laughs> and, and they've got series that are making money. So right. just, just, just go for it, you know? Well, now, have you been, have you been, uh, you said you were reading since you were, what, 13 or 14, you went through Crichton. Did, did you kind of want to become a writer then, or was it before? Or, you know, as far as writing stuff, did you do that before? Or is this just something that came after reading? Um, so... I would write stuff and I, I would show people and it'd, it'd get shot down. And are you it, talking about like it, when you were a kid or yeah, when I was a kid, okay. I would, I would just, I would constantly just, I would, you know, I'd get bored and I would mm. start writing. Okay. And, um, I mentioned it in the book, uh, that I have, you know, a radio going on my head and you know, my sisters would get nuts. Go, Tell Casper to shut up, tell him to shut up. <laughs> And I constantly jabbering at the mouth and my imagination is always going. So when you're sitting in class and you're not allowed to speak, what do you do? Well, you start doodling, you start writing. It looks like you're taking notes, but really you're writing <laughs> just this random shit. Um, but whenever I'd show people, they'd be like, this is, this is, this is garbage. It's no mm. good. It's like, Oh, okay. So after a while I, I kind of stopped sure. and the stories didn't stop. I, I think of stuff all the time. And in fact, I've got a notebook where I, I write something. Okay, this would be a funny idea. Or this, and I tell my wife, hey, you know, it'd be really funny if this, this, this happened. She's like, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, there was 20 years where I, I didn't write anything out. Mm. I would tell people stuff and I would talk to them. Um, but you're like I, ver I, verbally writing kind of. Yeah, you're huh? working on exactly. Skills. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, I, I didn't put this person in the book, so I need to get a, a good name for him. We'll call him <laughs> Peter. I had a friend, Peter, and we're drinking one night, having a great time. We've got a 30 pack of beer, chain smoking, out on the patio, just talking. And I, I went on this riff. We were talking about uh, computer hackers in the future and what hackers are doing now. And I went on this riff of of uh, this uh, 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 this organization called uh, God, and it was I came up with some BS like acronym for what it what it stood for. And it was an organization of hackers who walked down into Congress and told Congress like, "Look, you guys are screwing it all up." And I, I just elaborately told for about forty five minutes this elaborate story of this secret organization that's actually running everything. Mm. 
and he's he's in. He is all in. He's <laughs> buying everything that comes out of my mouth like it is gospel. Hanging on his c- cigarette hanging from his mouth. And I get to the end and go, man, I, I don't know. I just made all that up. I work at a food processing plant. Yeah. <laughs> How do I know about a secret organization of hackers? And uh, it, it blew his mind. So it, in, in a way, I've always done this. Gotcha, yeah. But it's only been recently that with the encouragement of my wife where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna put it on 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 paper. I'm gonna I'm gonna type it out, and I I've been doing it ever since. That's awesome. That's cool. One thing I like about Casper getting back to the book is um, a lot of the realism you bring in, like when Moses passed out and you were giving him CPR and smoke was coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought that was so hysterical because I go, oh my god, that is so true. That would really happen if your lungs is full of smoke and you're over there, you know, doing chest compressions <laughs> and smoke would come out of his mouth. Yeah, it was, it was a terrifying situation too. Like in hindsight, I make fun of it, but um, in that moment, in that exact moment, you know, you're you're pressing on your friend's chest and whiff, 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 and you're like, oh man, I don't know if he's getting any. Like, is this yeah. working or is it done? And you right. even said in the book, uh, you said um, this would be funny if it wasn't turning blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Hey, also, how did you get the name uh, Casper? I mean, it's, it does say in the book, but maybe you can kind of tell the audience how that came about. Yeah, so um, I had recently moved from the foothills back to Fresno, and I was going to a middle school, and I, I, I think I call it call him by his actual name, uh, uh, Danny. It, it's it's hard because you, you come up with all these names when you're writing it, and then you're like, well, I remember the moment, and I remember the, the person right. I had this experience with. the real person, with, but, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, and, and the book's new, so what did I call him in the book? <laughs> um, so we were sitting around the table, and we are being middle of school kids, and we were coming up with cool street names, which is, you know, interesting for a bunch of, you know, middle-class suburban kids. <laughs> you know, to be hardcore, we had to come up with these strip names, and... Um, we we're going around the table and he's, what do you, what do you think about a name? And excuse me. Um, and I was like, oh, and I just moved down and there was a, there was a, a kid, an upperclassman up in, up in course gold who, uh, his name was Jasper and he was a soccer player. Right. And what do I know about street names? I was like, well, how about Jasper? I thought it was a cool sounding name. <laughs> and, and Danny's like, yeah, Casper, yeah, you, you ghost white mother, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and it started there and it, yeah, it, it kind of stuck. It, 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 it actually didn't. <laughs> it, was per- <laughs> it was persistence yeah. of insisting people. No, no, I'm Casper now. I'm Casper now for <laughs> yeah. like two years. And then once middle school was over and I go to high school, I was introduced to new kids feeding in from other middle schools. Uh, I sure. was introduced as Casper. And that's when it kind of, ah. there are, there are people who, believe my birth name is Casper because (laughs) it is a name and that's how I was introduced and there's no reason to question it. Sure. Yeah. But it's a pretty cool name actually, right? It is. You know, it it, it has definitely played out for for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, we, we know about, uh, we know about Casper. We know about, uh, books coming up. You started by saying that it's hard though. It's, it's getting, it's hard to kind of get word out. And I understand it's hard to get word out about most things. Oh, oh, it's, it's, so, uh, <laughs> it's let me tell you, 
Oh, it's even harder when you have a title of a book called Casper Suburban Scumbag. You know, I knew I was being risky by having a giant meth pipe on the cover. <laughs> um, but for drug rehab books, it's not uncommon to have a syringe or a spoon or sure. some kind of instrument of, of the addiction. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to tell you this, this story, uh, in the early days of, of, of when we released the book, and it's, the book's been out for a couple of months now, I do the I do my own audio for the Audible book. Okay. Oh, you do? And That's good because you have a good voice for it. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and so it was submitted in, you know, I, I don't do VA work. I'm editing it in my house. My setup was a friend helping me, like, you need to buy this, this, this. So I'm setting it all up and doing it myself. Um, and then Audible comes back and they're like, hey, we love it. We're going to go ahead and sell it on our site. Good mm. job. And so to celebrate that announcement, I, I poured myself a martini. I set it up right next to my book. I snapped a picture of it and I posted it on Instagram for on the company site. And um, the idea was I was just going to tell the few followers I have on Instagram, hey, look, Audible said I, I did a good job. So if you guys want to listen to the audiobook, you can buy it on Audible. Right. And Instagram goes, hey, this is a great post. You want to promote it? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So I do the whole credit card thing, and I, I send out, yeah, let's get it promoted. And uh, a couple of seconds later, I get a message from Instagram. I am permanently banned forever promoting anything on Instagram. What? Oh, jeez. And I'm like, that sounds like Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So they're like, well, you can appeal it, but most appeals don't. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna appeal it because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a social media person. Right. Yeah. So I peel it and I go, I don't know what I did wrong. If you could explain what I did wrong, I'll never do it again because I'm not really sure. No response back. I'm like, okay. I, I did another interview um, with uh, um, the uh, this gentleman on Twitch, Lack of Time. Mm -hmm. He's also my Dungeons and Dragons DM. And um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I, just before we go live, he goes, hey, I just want to let you know that scumbag is classified as hate speech. Uh, and if no, anyone types geez. it no in the way. chat, we're going to get pulled. So I, he's like, I think we could do the title on the marquee, but that's it. And we'll, mm. we'll, we'll try to stay away from saying the name of the book. It's like, oh, okay. I was like, that's weird. And at the time, I didn't put two to two together. Um, then uh, Amazon and Kindle let me know. They're like, hey, look, we have a marketing avenues and all these marketing avenues that, that Kindle and, and Amazon put together, they're, they're really helpful for independent authors. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. um, I've got no budget for marketing. So sure. all this, all this stuff really helps out a lot. So I'm excited to do all these, these little things to get the word out. Um, and uh, so there's the, the lock screen or the load screen advertisements on Kindle. And I was going to advertise on that. So I went through the whole hub of blue of that and uh, Kindle came back and said, okay, we can't actually do this because the mm. title of your book is offensive. Mm. And that's when I realized all the other marketing stuff I had, because I, I've actually reached out to marketers going, I'm trying to market my book. Um, and I keep getting denied over and over and over. Well, what, I, what it turns out is scumbag is considered hate speech. And so I'm not able to market in any of the mainstream avenues. Oh, wow. brilliant! Man, that... Who would have guessed? I never would have thought. I, I didn't think scumbag no. was a was a. I mean, to be fair, I didn't mark know most term. words. I guess if apparently. you're a millennial and a little <laughs> snowflake, every little bit hurts. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it is available on Amazon, right? It is available Good. on Amazon. Because I have some it's Amazon available. credits, and I would love to hear you read this book to me. So I'm going to get it. Yeah, I would it's on that. Audible. I saw it on Audible. It's on. Yeah. You can also get it, I believe, Kindle, right? It's available on Kindle. Yep. Yeah, because if, if, if you have an aversion to Amazon, it's on Google Books as well. Now, right. did, nice. did you ever did you ever just, uh, thought about maybe changing that scumbag or, or no or is what? It too late. <laughs> is, is it just completely too late? I don't know how publishing so works. It, it's it's not too late. I there's a greater conversation of censorship going on in this country. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and true. yeah. My default instinct is to kind of dig my heels in the ground and be like, Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Um it's it's not offensive. It's self-deprecating, sure. Uh, here's the irony of of the word scumbag on the title. I don't use scumbag in any of the book. I only use it once, and that's the title. I don't actually say scumbag in the rest of any of the stories I actually mm-hmm. use. So um, I, it's, it's one hand, I really want to sell my book, and I want people to read it. And on the other hand, it's like I... I feel like censorship's gotten out of control, and I want to stick to my guns on this. And we deeply um, respect you for that. Absolutely, yeah. I feel the same or, way. Or you could just say maybe that was that was your last name, Scoom Scoombagi or something. Scoombag. Scoombag. That's my name, Scoombag. You making fun of my name? Yeah, What's the book's on? called oh. Suburban. It's called yeah, Suburban Casper Scoombags <laughs> Suburban. I don't understand <laughs> what the problem is here. <laughs> well, and the thing is, it's like you, there, there's no one to argue with. It's all algorithms. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so I can't. I, I, there's no one to reach out to and be like, hey, this is not okay. Um, and, you know, I. one of the things that happens when you write a book is you have to reread it over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so when you're done with the editing cycle, you are ready to read anything else, mm. like anything else. So I, yeah. I burned through like five books as soon as I was done with, with, <laughs> with writing it because I, I needed something else. And I was reading... Um, Charles Pukowski, and and at the same time, I, I'm I'm trying to work on some of James Baldwin's uh, uh, plays, and I I just have this sense that both of these writers, both in opposite uh, uh, ends of a spectrum, um, as far as ideology and, and 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 prose and how they they are they articulate their views of the world, and both of them are are two of the most important writers of the 20th century. I don't believe either of them would get published today. Oh, not in a million and years. Yeah. Not in a million years. And I, yeah. I think that, uh, now I'm not com- comparing my writing style to Charles Bukowski or, or James Baldwin by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I feel like, you know, Charles Bukowski's attitude of, no, I'm just going to keep writing it and putting it out there, and eventually society's going to catch mm, up to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's, that's my hope, is I'm just going to keep trying to keep my voice what it is regardless of what corporate censorship says and and hopes to spread you know people pick up the book and, and enjoy themselves at the end of the day i want people to enjoy themselves mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't feel like anything in the book is offensive or prevents them from doing that yeah yeah and yeah and i we we are on this show we talk a lot about um 
<laughs> we are right. uh, talk a lot about being um, sticking to our guns on things, censorship, and, um, and uh, yeah, you know. Right. And honestly, it's probably to be fair, it's probably hurt us on our own advertising efforts because <laughs> it's not it's not it's easy. Not a popular opinion. It's a not lot a, of a lot of our opinions aren't the most popular. Yeah, but like we were. But Uncle Buddy sticks with us no matter what we <laughs> That's do. Right. Uncle right. Buddy's eerie. He loves us. <laughs> yes. Well, He's, we we, we kind of live in a strange reality, right? We're I mean we're in the Central Valley. We're in a conservative stronghold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we feel like, well, you know, I, I should be able to say this, but we're completely surrounded by liberal ideologies and they're like, no, no, you can't. And it's like, but I, I don't see what the problem is. I'm yeah. not, don't listen to me then, but, but like it's it. reverse. Cause you <laughs> right. would think, yeah, you, you would think these platforms too, especially they're, they're supposed to be open, you know, they're supposed to be open discussion and all these ideas and everything flooding into right, these platforms right. too, you know? And then it's like, nope, nope. Censor, censor, censor. You know, so and it, it, yeah, it's really kind of it's really kind of sad because um, how many how many writers right now and and we need we need ideology we need mm-hmm. we need new ideology we need new thinkers we need people who are voicing their opinion we need people who who are confrontational in the written word so that mm-hmm. we can challenge ideas and viewpoints to to grow a better nation because that's at the yeah. end of the day the great experiment is to grow a better nation mm-hmm. and how many of them are dead at the gate because uh, algorithm said, yeah, that's, that's a little too risky for the, the Republic you're living in. And, and we're going to say no. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, how many, how many um, classic books uh, get banned every year? Right. I mean, if new, right. See, we're right. just talking about new authors. I mean, you can talk about classic authors who have been around for hundreds of years and uh, they got banned and it's like, um, well, and, okay. and isn't that isn't that kind <laughs> like of a poor Doctor Seuss? Come on, <laughs> yeah. oh, Doctor yeah. Seuss! When, right, right. When Doctor Seuss is getting his stuff uh, yeah. unpublished, like what chance does a uh, you know well, young think, buck writer have who has a crazy idea? Right? <laughs> isn't <laughs> it? God. Isn't it even Kindle that's kind of changing some of the wording in some of these books too, so it's not yeah. so offensive? Uh, yeah. I had a, had a friend just the other day text me. Uh, my friend who in the book I, I lovingly called Jim. Uh, he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, what do you think about Mighty Python?" And uh, I, I said, well, you know, um, for the time and place, it was revolutionary. It was the British version of National Lampoons. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. so cutting edge. However, over time, uh, the pacing might not be there, and things might be a little bit racist. Mm-hmm. Um, it yeah, would have been okay back women. then, yeah. but now it, it might be a little considered, you know, a little bit racist. And he's like, okay, okay. How about Mighty Python and the Holy Grail? I go, must watch. Just go watch it. That was just go for it. <laughs> yep, right. I was like, the beginning's completely slow, but it picks up and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's it's time and place of things where we take things out of context and it just all of a sudden it's 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 no longer le- a legitimate joke, thought, or expression. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I I want to uh, just celebrate you, by the way, for first of all putting your pen to paper or your fingers to keyboards and actually getting that done. First of all, I know how hard it is. Um, And that's a big step. Congratulations. It's huge. It really is. Congratulations on on getting on Amazon and doing your voice over yourself. That's amazing. How how long did it take you to do that, by the way? So um, I want to say it was two weeks. So two days of setting up and then you get into the process and then you listen to like the first chapter and epilogue and you realize oh this sounds like crap (laughs) um 
you call your buddy over like what am i doing wrong and he explains oh well you know you just gotta you know put up sound dampening stuff everywhere oh okay um and then after that it was it's it's two about two it's about a week and a half um and and that's like maybe six days of reading and then everything else is editing yeah, yeah. right and and not knowing how to edit and learning how to do that such fun was it it, <laughs> it wasn't fun until i started getting it yeah. and i was like oh i could do this and then here's a here's a hotkey shortcut oh that speeds everything <laughs> up and um yeah so so how many hours a day do you think then reading that thing um would you put in like yes. eight hours or yeah yeah okay so I, I can't say I put in a solid eight hours because it, it ended up being an endurance test. So uh, I converted one of my bedrooms into a sound studio. I, I used an eight carton and uh, a, a, a soda box to put the dampener over the AC unit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to remember yeah. it's like the middle of summer. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd get up, set everything up you know, send the kids off to school, wife's working, set everything up. And I strip down to boxers and I start <laughs> reading it and I'm pouring sweat because I'm not getting enough air conditioning. There's no circulation yeah. in the room. Um, so at I, some that's point, how I'm going to imagine like, you reading it, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to get the audio boxers. book for yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, just because I got that image in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so at, at, it, you have life stuff you have to do. You have to get yeah, up and of course, take care yeah. of the dogs and everything. And at some point, like I think, uh, I want to. I want to say it was like the last three chapters. My voice was just gone, mm. and I'm and I'm, I'm I was I was. No one's complained about it. They're like, oh no, I don't I don't hear anything. But I felt like I was struggling to try to like, mm. okay, here we go. Let's let's slow down. Let's keep it as clear as possible. And I'm like. As soon as I'm off the air, I'm like popping lozenges and hitting chloroseptics. <laughs> like, I started drinking tea for a while. I was like, anything, just, just, go, just get me through this. I, just, I was just, I wanted it done the same time the book launched. Yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like, it sounds like uh, that's what people do in musical theater, man. It's like both Max and I have been in theater, and it's like, yeah, at some point, man, you're hitting teas and you're doing, you know, lozenges oh, yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff to keep your voice going, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, I did theater in high school, and I was just like, I did. Um, See, I, I think I did Joseph junior year. Okay. And oh, wow. uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, the man who came to dinner and uh, freshman year and there's just, or no, sophomore year. And there's just stuff you learn over time from your buddies like, oh, dude, no, do this, not that. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, once again, I, I you, did a, you did a lot of work and it's awesome. I mean, I... I have, uh, you wrote a book in four months. I once yeah. took, um, I once took like two years to write a, you know, hundred page paper. So <laughs> I mean, that's, it's incredible. Um, so plus you did a, yeah. a voiceover recording. So I commend you on yeah. that. Um, you know, we yeah, do, man, congrats, congrats. We, we are running uh, pretty short on time. And so the book, the book is Casper Scumbag Suburban. <laughs> yes. yes. Right. Actually it's Casper Suburban Scumbag, and it is by Abel T. Abel Fletcher. T. Fletcher, yeah. And yeah. the book is phenomenal. You could buy it on Amazon or buy the actual book or get it on Kindle. Now, question for you. it's worth reading. It is a really, a, I enjoyed it. It's a really good read. Yeah, So yeah, for where, sure. where in, is there any place in, in town you can buy it, or is it online? That's a good or is question. There any you get a hard copy. You could chase them down. Yeah, anywhere you can get a hard, copy, can can you can get a hard copy in town. Support the local 
businesses? Yeah, so you can actually get in touch with me uh, through my, my publicist. Uh, okay. It's uh, um, at Steve uh, Stephen at uh, coxandpublishing.com. Okay. Um, I've actually got a collection of books in, in my house that I sign. Awesome. Um, and uh, uh, those go for $20, uh, $20 a pop. I'm in okay. Fresno, and um, we uh, ship them out to you. Awesome. Very cool. Um, Are you doing any book signings or anything uh, locally? Uh, not yet, actually. Okay. Um, okay. It, it, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, in, in order to do book signings, I have to purchase the books. And so I have to have them, uh, a stack of them. And so the okay. idea was, well, if I can sell this many, I'd have enough money to purchase the books to do local book signings. Gotcha. I haven't yeah, yeah. sold enough to, to get to that point yet. Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's something yes. I really want to do. Um, that would be cool. Uh, meeting with people and, and talking to people about the books, always, always, a, always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, I just like people in general, so... Yeah, not yet, but hopefully soon. All right, awesome. Well, we will get we'll get the word out as much as we can. Um, any you, other? Yeah, I was just, oh sorry, I was just gonna say any other sites that you have that people can keep up with what you're doing and what's going on or. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, uh, Cox and Publishing LLC, and um, I believe there's a Twitter account under the same name. Um, and then we have a website, coxandpublishing.com. So you can always swing by the website, actually, okay. and, and take awesome. a look at what uh, projects I'm working on, what projects the company's working on. I know they have a series of books that they're getting ready to um, release uh, over the next year or so. Yeah, we'll put um, a link in the show notes. That'll be yep, good. People yeah, we'll have so uh, listeners out there, check our show notes. We'll have links to coxandpublishing.com. We'll have links to the Instagram um, do you mind if we put uh, your uh, publicist, was his name, Stevens, email in there, which was? Uh... Yeah, go right ahead. I'm sure it's it's his it's the the company site, and okay. we can use all the traffic and word of mouth, and and uh, a lot more networking to help break past this censorship wall that we're dealing with with marketing. Yeah, we get that. Yeah. So we'll have that in there as well, and that's where you uh, people can go out, uh, email them, you can get a book from them, and. Um, yeah, and if we hear of any place uh, that we know that might want to throw a couple books up, we'll we'll have them we'll have them there. Oh, also, uh, for our listeners, if you guys shoot me an email or send us a message or an Instagram message, we'll just you know forward it over. So that way they can, uh, if that makes it easier, we'll we'll forward them right over there to yeah, get them in contact. to Casper to get you guys a book yeah, to support yeah. our local talented uh, writers. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. keep on uh, you know. Thank you guys. Yeah, we, hey, yeah. we really Thank appreciate you. it, and uh, thanks again for coming on. We will uh, and, and keep us if you have any other updates. Yeah, yeah. please so reach out. When your out. science fiction book comes out, let us know. We love science fiction. Yeah, too. we'd love yeah. to have I you. I know what happens at the Manchester Center. I'm, yeah, I'm curious now. That <laughs> book I'm super excited about. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah, keep us Definitely. updated. We'll keep on letting people know. And uh, thanks so much. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a yeah. pleasure. Uh, we're going to go to a, a quick break, guys, and then we'll come right back to close up the show. Oh, wait, we got to do a commercial. Do I have to do a commercial? Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't think I said okay. I was going to break. No. I'm not doing it. We just said we'll be back. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is your host, Max DeBoss, speaking. Um, I just wanted to promote, um, there's a new book coming out. It's called Casper, Suburban Scumbag. 
by Abel T. Fletcher. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, nice guy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, really if, cool uh, guy. I know uh, you might have just heard him speak, but I wanted to do a little promotion for him, a free ad spot, if you will. Great guy. You know, and here's the thing. He's going you, places. He's going yeah, places. here's the thing. You guys are from Fresno. You're listening to us. We're not all of you from Fresno. I know we got actually. You long to live. We some got are from, yeah, some are from Central America. So, yeah, we got a, we have a Central big, America big listening, a big listener <laughs> a fan base in Chihuahua, Mexico, actually, which is quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like Fresno. Uh, also, like a, a, very sister, similar, a sister yeah. city of Fresno. Petropavlovsk, Russia. They love us too. Big, big fan mean. base yeah, there. Yeah, another Petro sister Pavlos. city of Fresno. So, uh, you know, I just want people to say, though, dead seriously, though, pick up the book. Um, it, you know, so we always we always talk about supporting Fresno. Here's a chance support a local guy. Or in look Fresno. for it on Audible. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're not, you know, if you're not gonna, uh, if you'd like to be read to and here, get it on Audible or even get you know get the Kindle version. So check it out and uh, you know uh, support support a local author. Um, That's actually good. The guy's really good. He's a real nice guy. He's following a dream. You know, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, check it out. And well, also, thank you, um, Abel, for coming on, man. And that if he was sucked, awesome. we would be talking shit about him right now. But we're not because yeah, we like him. That's right. <laughs> yeah, also, you know, um, acapellachocolates.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Hey, we're back. All right. Um, all right, guys, we only have two, uh, we have one minute left. Okay. So with our last minute, we're, we didn't get to- We're not going to talk about war and peace. <laughs> <laughs> our last minute- minute I want a very quick. I want a very quick entertainment pick. Okay, I got it. Hellbound Go. on Netflix. It's a Korean-based uh, series of six, mo uh, six episodes, uh, like forty-five minutes long. Hellbound, and okay. it's about um, people are told that they're going to die at a certain time. And um, demons come and just rip them up in public, and oh, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Okay. All right. Sounds like every day in Washington D.C. Just about. All right. How about you, Eric? I uh, went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, how was it? It was amazing. We'll talk next podcast about it, okay. but that's my entertainment pick. Okay, my entertainment pick. I'm sure a lot of you guys have been watching Hawkeye. Mm. I have not, but I have been listening to <laughs> the podcast Wastelanders Hawkeye, which, talk, which is about Hawkeye in the future when he's Ooh. blind and stuff. It's amazing. He's blind. blind yeah, so check that one out. Wow. So we got uh, to we got Hellbound on Netflix. Is that was called Hellbound. Can you say blind or hearing in, or blind? Wait, you can't say seeing blind. impaired, S yeah. sight impaired, or, or non seeing. Oh, non -seeing. geez, you're right. Non seeing non -seeing. person. Hawkeye, the non seeing person. <laughs> yes. We have Hellbound on Netflix, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Hawkeye, Hawkeye the non -seeing Wastelanders person. podcast. That's it. Thanks for listening. As always, remember to subscribe and review. And as always, five stars is the correct number of stars. That's right. And um, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, like tell our Instagram enemies. page, um, uh, you know, or TikTok. I know Marty's starting a TikTok, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good working on my dance moves, though. They're really bad right Just, now. Just, yeah, you know, keep uh, more than your underwear on. You're doing please, the, uh, oh, yeah, underwear TikTok, right? <laughs> That's what he's yeah. doing, underwear yeah. TikTok, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the wee dance. Are you, are, are you the doing wee. your SpongeBob uh, square underwear. pants yeah. underoos yeah, yeah. this, this week? I'm ready. All right. I'll, I'll like that one. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it, though. Yeah.